the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning to each and every one of you. 10.04, almost 10.05, and for the next two hours, we're going to talk about your car, your car repair dilemmas. We can talk about symptoms, and I think that usually works the best if we start off, if you have a particular problem, you start off with like your make and model and the miles and then the symptoms. It uh, It's not very productive to talk about all the things that you've tried to fix it because it didn't fix it so symptoms are really the most important aspect of car repair and that's the person standing on the other side of the counter the most difficult customer um, to 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 provide service correct service to is is where they and it's usually men walk in and dance the keys across the counter and say it's got a bad noise and walk away or it uh yeah, the air conditioning doesn't work or it doesn't start because there's so many questions after that that will save you money on the diagnostic time if you just spend a few minutes at the front counter. Now, on the other hand, if the service rider doesn't ask you those kinds of questions, then that's a bad sign too. I'll give you a good example. One example is is somebody comes in and says, my car won't start. That sounds simple enough, right? No, it doesn't. There's a lot of things that can prevent it from starting. For instance, it cranks over fine, but it doesn't catch. That's a no-start condition, but that's fuel or spark. It has nothing to do with the battery or the alternator or the starter. On the other hand, it clicks but does nothing else. That's very beneficial because now we know we do have a battery alternator starter problem. Or nothing happens. It sounds like it's dead. Again, starter, alternator, battery, bad connections, stuff like that. So those are the kinds of things that we really concern ourselves with is related to specific symptoms that the customer can give us. It's also very difficult, as you can well imagine, when the wife relays the information to the customer or to her husband and her husband relays it to us. And, of course, he can't answer any questions because he just got it from his wife. And in that case, it's pretty easy to just send an email to the shop or simply have um, the wife or the husband who's experiencing the symptoms um, write down something and hand it to their spouse and say, here, give them this. And by the way, here's my cell phone number, so call me if you have questions. You can't believe, you won't believe either that that probably 35% of the symptoms can be diagnosed really close at the counter. A lady came in the other day and she says, my car shakes. So the service writer said, tell me where it shakes. Does it shake the steering wheel or the seat of your pants? No, no, just the steering wheel. Does the steering wheel go left and right? Yes. 
Is it when you're leaving a traffic light or approaching the traffic light? No, only approaching the traffic light. Okay, we're kind of done. The, uh, f- the It's a brake wobble. The front rotors are probably warped. And when she takes off, we're not climbing on the brakes. So there is no vibration. When she comes to a stop, we're, we're shaking the front end. And so then you follow up. Well, I, I bet when you get on the freeway and you have to slow down, when you apply the brakes, does it shake too? Yes, it does. Okay, we're, we're, we're 50% there already. So we have to just look at the front brake rotors and the front brakes and make sure the rears are in, a, in adjustment, stuff like that. So that's the kind of help that you can give us. Um, and I tell you that because it'll save you money. <laughs> Not because we're going to make more money. It's because it's going to save you money on the diagnostic process. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. They're a Better Business Bureau A-plus rated shops. They have some really good technicians, great technicians. They provide really good service. They get the job done their first time as long as you send them in the right direction, of course. They're diehard diesel service and repair and parts guys. They work on both foreign domestic light-duty diesels. They're at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak in North Phoenix. They're open Monday through Friday. They sell parts 24 hours a day on their website. So you can get more information on my best car repair shops list under diesel at MarkSalem.com. Strictly diesel, a good place to go. Like I said, knows those Chevy Dodges and Fords, light-duty and three-quarter ton and one ton and smaller. Um, really, really well if you live in that part of the country. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and we've already got one caller, so that means there's four lines open. Who am I talking to? This is Bruce. Bruce, good morning. I am calling about the same problem that you did, just described with brakes. Okay. There's extensive brake chatter on the 2009 Chevy 6.6 liter, and I would love to know, who makes the best rotors and brake pads for it? Okay, it's really not a matter of the best. Here, here's what almost always happens. We have two brakes, and the front brakes take care of 60% of your braking, and the back brakes take care of 40% of your braking. And probably half the time, we entertain what we call a brake pulsation on a stop. We find the rear brakes are completely out of adjustment. Now, in your 2009, you might have drum, and of course, drum brakes will self-adjust when you back up and kind of firmly hit the brakes. A lot of people don't do that. So the brakes fall out of adjustment, which means we overload the fronts. So now the fronts are doing 80 or 90% of the braking, and they don't like that. So they get hot, the rotors warp. So the repair is not to go buy a more expensive drum or rotor, or rotor and pads, the repair is, is get those doggone rear brakes to do their job. So you pull the hubs, you wash everything down with water, you adjust up, make sure the adjusters are free, make sure the self-adjusters are working, and then you bring the shoes out until they match the diameter, the inside diameter of your drum, and we have big calipers to do that kind of fancy stuff. Then we slide the brakes back in, and then the first thing the customer does, if we talk to them after they get in their car, they're going to go, oh, the brakes pedal's a lot higher. Well, that's true, because the rear drums affect the brake pedal. So all of a sudden, oh, yeah, I got more brakes. So most of the time, now disc brakes in the rear are different, but you said it, I thought you said it was a 2009. Is that what you said? It's a three-quarter okay. ton. 
Okay. Point six liter. All right. So it's got the Duramax in it. So it's a GM product. Yes. Okay. Okay. But it is four wheel disc. Okay. So if it's four wheel disc, do you ever use the parking brake? And don't you lie to me. (laughs) Do I ever use what? Parking brake. Uh, never. Okay. Oftentimes, that's how we adjust the rear brakes. So sometimes we'll just pull the lever and we'll get inside and we'll just pump that brake, that parking brake pedal 20 or 30 times, depending on the stature and the, the strength of the technician, and we'll just bring that piston out. And what it does is it kind of ratchets the piston out and it takes up some of the slack in the rear. So I would say to you, first go out there, start the truck up, turn on the air conditioning, and uh, put it in drive and just pump the parking brake. And I think with drive, the brake will release each time. But if not, then put it back in park and pull your lever and hold it and just pump the brake pedal 20 or 30 times. Now, don't have your brake on when you're pumping your brake pedal. So with your right foot, don't be hitting the brake. And then with your left foot, pumping the pedal. We need the brakes in a neutral position. And I'm I'm betting that that 50% of the time you're going to find that the pedal. Now you won't know the pedal is up higher then. So you park, you get out of the truck, you go inside, watch football, whatever you're going to do. Then next time you come out and you stop it, you go, oh, okay, now I feel it. So um, the the big major brands are Bendix, Wagner, Raybestos. Those are the three big dogs in in the in the in my world. And those are certainly brake pads that we sell a lot of rotors that we sell a lot of. But it's really important to know that. Probably, of all the brake rotors out there, there might be three or four vendors, and they put them in different boxes. So it's the same brake rotor, but it's just in a, a bunch of different boxes. There's nobody out there. 89% of the batteries sold in the United States are sold from Johnson Controls on the e, in the East, the Midwest East. And um, they have bowling alley kind of things, and you have the same battery let's call it a 78 series say a 78 series battery coming down these uh tilted bowling alley things and they all have a different <laughs> label on them and it's it's quite a sight to see but in our industry that happens a lot so if you want somebody to check your brakes out i think the that they will probably get the rears in adjustment if they find any problems of abnormal wear that would be a concern and abnormal wear if you do your own work bruce Abnormal wear is the uneven wearing of the inner and the outer pad. Now, I'm not, I'm talking significant uneven wear. I'm not talking about somebody pulling out a micrometer and saying that there's 10,000 difference between, you know, the front and the rear or the inner and the outer pad. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about obvious visual wear. And an inboard pad wear means something, and an outboard pad wear, aggressive wear, means something else. So you have to know all those different factors. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you for calling in. And uh, and brakes are a challenge, all of us. And we also have brake squealing problems, and that's where the pad is vibrating like a guitar string. And that can be caused by a whole bunch of things. But predominantly, it is my opinion, that it's taught, it's it's caused, and, and, and the people that ex- experience brake chatter are typically people that just gently come to a stop. So the guys that drive and hit the brake about two and a half eye blinks away from the traffic light, they're not going to experience a lot of squealing. The women that are always in a hurry 
and typically climb on the brakes pretty hard at a traffic light, they're not typically going to experience squealing. It's just the people that are gentle with their brakes, and that seems to be the common denominator. So I'm going to tell you a real quick story before I take a break. A friend of mine calls me. Now, folks, i got to tell you something. The most coveted thing I own is my cell phone number. So I've known this guy for 30 years, so he has my cell phone. He calls me and he says, Mark, he says, it's Friday night. I go to pick up my car, and I told him to leave it outside, leave the keys under the mat, and lock it up. He says, but I can't get in it. And I said, well, why can't you get in it? And he goes, well, I just can't. I said, well, are you using your other keys? And he goes, no. And I said, well, you told us to lock up the car and put the keys on the mat. And he goes, yeah, but I can't get to the keys on the mat because the car is locked. I said, okay, well, <laughs> let me call my son and find out what happened. So I called my son, Alan, and I said, hey, do you remember Bill's car? And he goes, yeah. And I said, well, did you guys leave it outside? Yes, we did. And I said, what kind of special instructions is a work order? He goes, I, I know exactly what it is, Dad. He goes, um, he told us to lock it, put the keys underneath the mat and lock it outside. I said, well, he can't get in. And he goes, well, he, he should didn't, doesn't he have a second set of keys? And I said, no, he doesn't. <laughs> and he goes, Dad, people that tell, and I already know this, people that tell us to lock the keys in the car are going to show up with their second set of keys, or they're going to show up with their wife with their set of keys to the same car. I said, I know, son, but most of my friends um, have significant head injuries because we've either been beat up or we've fallen off motorcycles or kicked in the head by a horse. So you have to give my friends a little extra. And he goes, okay. He says, I'll, I'll, I'll go down there and unlock it for him. And uh, I, he has a friend of his that's a locksmith. So they met and unlocked it, and Bill got his car. So just I want to warn you that in the event you tell your garage to park it outside and lock the keys inside of it, you probably ought to have a second set of keys. And uh, and Bill didn't, and his wife told him he, that they never had a set of ke- second set of keys. So anyway, I'm not going to tell you his last name, but it starts with an S. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We'll be back in a minute. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, guest host attorney David Rothschild will interview Department of Homeland Security whistleblower Phil Haney in a discussion of the government's decision to remove the Islamic element in official analyses of terrorism. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. They just told us right away that we're going to house you, we're going to feed you, and every single one of his medical bills is just all taken care of. They've saved my family from financial ruin. It allowed me and my wife both to focus on the most important thing, which was the health and well-being of our son. We have phenomenal research, outstanding clinical care, and the generosity of public, which allow us to treat patients regardless of what it takes. And that's what makes St. Jude so magical. At St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, families never receive a bill for treatment, travel, housing, or food, because the only thing a family should worry about is helping their child live. Doctors send us the toughest cases to be treated at St. Jude, and our patients come from all over the world. When we come here, they told me, don't worry, everything's been taken care of. We could never repay St. Jude for what they've given us. Because of you. Gracias a ti. Because, because of, of you. you. There is St. Jude. 
It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust in Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have Have you you ever had had sudden sudden confusion, confusion, trouble speaking, or understanding someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't Don't wait wait until until it's it's too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. If you'd like to join the conversation, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We're talking about car repair, car problems, car diagnostics. I've got a chatter. I've got a noise. The shop told me this. The shop told me that. Should I get this kind of tire or that kind of tire and tell me which oils for my car? All those questions we can probably handle to your satisfaction. 602-508-0960. This portion of our show, Under the Hood, is brought to you by Action Auto Repair. He's on the northwest corner of I-17 in Deer Valley. Tom, who owns Action Auto Repair, he has a full-service, family-owned and auto and operated auto repair shop that served the Deer Valley and the North Phoenix area since 1983. I've known Tom since the late 90s or the late 70s, early 80s. So no matter what kind of work you need, whether it's just basic maintenance or some diagnostic stuff or it's an oil change or rotate your tires, it really makes no difference. Tom and his ASE Master Technicians are capable of identifying any problem or just simply performing the maintenance right that you need for your car. Action Auto Repair, I-17 in Deer Valley, northwest corner. So we're going to move on and talk about snake oil. Snake oil, there's so many products out there on the market and they're on television at late night, and they talk about all the stuff that they do and all the stuff that they, 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 they're they going to do for your car. But the bottom line typically is is that if you use this product, it's going to save you money in the long run because you're not going to have to flush your fuel injectors, you're not going to have to do this, you're not going to have to do that. It's going to make your motor love you and make your motor last longer. And, folks, there's just nothing um, that's any... There's no truth to any of that whatsoever. First of all, your motor doesn't have a heart, and it doesn't have a brain. 
It might have a computer that runs spark and fuel and timing, but it certainly doesn't have a brain that knows that you love it or that you put something in the oil that loves it or if you use special spark plugs that have three sparks instead of two. Um, all of that stuff has been proven time and time again to be stuff that simply takes money out of your pocket and puts it into theirs. I can't tell you how many times we've tested those products and found out that sometimes, not always, there's a detrimental effect to you using the products. So even with respect to aftermarket air filters and aftermarket spark plugs and stuff like that, it's it's important to just pay attention to what the what the promises are when it comes to uh, adding stuff to your car. It's also important to know that your oil that lubricates your engine is a very specific blend of components. Uh, ladies that make frosting for cakes, you understand too much of one product or the other. Too much of frosting mix or too much of water or too much of this or too much of that is going to mess it up. And it has to do with a lot of cooking. Too much of some product messes it up. So spaghetti is just perfect the way grandma made it, but too much of garlic or too much noodles or cooking the noodles too long or too, too short, that all has to do with the success of the end result. So when you put oil additives in your oil, it throws the oils out of specification because that oil is going to be loaded up with zinc or it's going to be loaded up with a viscosity improver or some kind of poor point additive or oxidation additive or extra detergent. So it's going to throw it out of spec. So the oil that you've got is going to be contaminated by the three ounce bottle that you bought for twelve ninety five. So it's not really a good idea to do that. Nevertheless, you're welcome to do with whatever you want with your cars. But I'll tell you another real waste of money is gasoline additives. <laughs> Holy mackerel. There, uh, you know, many of you don't remember when um, the, uh, I don't remember what it was called. Gil, do you remember what, oh, a Teflon. When Teflon first came out in the 70s, and it was called TMI. And um, I think it was called TMI. I could be wrong. You'll correct me. 602-508-0960. But this Teflon um, came in, and it was in an oil. And if you just put four quarts of oil in your regular oil and then put one of this, I think it was TMI, then your car would love you and last forever. Well, in testing, what we found was is that the filters um, in your car are usually going to hold somewhere in the vicinity of 8 to 10 microns. So it's going to capture very, very small things. And a micron is a thousandth of an inch. One thousandth of an inch. So that's kind of an important thing if you think uh, about you know the thickness of your hair and stacking it up and making an inch worth of hair. It's, it's a pretty small thing. Well, we found that there was Teflon in the oil. We didn't know what kind of oil it was. It could have been 30 weight, a 10, 30, a 20, 50. It could have been a 20 weight. It could have been a 10 weight. We don't know. We don't care. But we found that all the Teflon that was in the in the uh, court ended up in the filter. <laughs> so there was there was really no benefit whatsoever. It was a marketing strategy that just, like I said, takes your money and puts it in their pocket, and you get nothing for it. So there's lots of snake oil out there. If it was that good, your garage would be selling it and using it, and you would be having that Mark puts it in his wife's car and hears the scientific analysis and the results of why I'm doing that. And I can assure you, there's not a car in my fleet 
that has any snake oil in the gas tank or in the brake fluid or in the engine or in the radiator, none of that. It has just unadulterated coolant and oil and filters and stuff like that. Okay, we've got a caller. Who would that be? That would be Bill. Bill, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning, sir. I need your opinion. I have a 2000 Chevy Silverado tool drive half ton that I'm the original owner of. 225,000 miles on it. Truck still runs great. Looks good inside and out. I'm close to retirement, and I cannot wrap my brain around a $500 a month truck payment. My idea is, is it worth to put a new motor, new tranny, and have the rear end done on that truck and get another um, 20 years out of it? I, I'll i take the $500 a month, and I'll take care of 100% of your maintenance. I'll do everything. I'll do the motor when it's ready. I'm teasing you now. I'll do the mm-hmm. motor. I'll do the transmission. I'll do the engine. Um, I'll do the differential. I'll do the. I'll even take the tires. And I'll take the brakes. You'll never spend another dime if uh, you take my deal at five hundred dollars a month. And I, I'm teasing you, but I'm I'm driving home a point. If you have to put a motor, first of all, you've driven this car for eighteen years. Yes. Yes. Take all your maintenance plus you paid for it and divide it by 18 years. I'm going to do this because I have to have the calculator. 18 times 12. So we got 216 months that you've owned it so far. Correct me if I'm wrong. Times, let's just say, $30. So you don't have a whole lot of money tied up in this truck with respect to just what you're doing. So I'm going to do that again. 18 times 12 equals 216 times $30 equals 6,480 bucks. So you haven't spent, if, you, if we average $30 a month, you haven't spent more than 6,500. The answer to your question is, is every time you buy a big dog item like you're talking about, here's the issue. The issue is, is how long will it take me to put that, to, to get that back in usage? So let's, the differential is not going to fail, so let's wipe that one off. The transmission fails. Let's say it's a $4,000 transmission. Well, if it's worth $50 a month, then you're not going to drive it very far and for so many months, and it's going to owe, it's going to owe you nothing. So it's a really easy transition to make that, but if you'll stay right here, I'm up against a break, and when I come back, I'll have more examples for you. But to answer your question, the sales tax and license of a new vehicle will pay for the engine and the transmission in your old vehicle. So those are non-recoverable things. We'll be back in a minute. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50+. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. A message from DAV to all returning veterans. Thank you. Thank you for doing your duty. Thank you for doing our bidding. Thank you for laying it all on the line. 
Thank you for stepping up and not backing down. Thank you for putting your future on hold to put our enemies on notice. Thank you for putting your buddies' lives ahead of your own. Thank you for putting yourself in harm's way. Thank you for defending our freedom, for displaying your honor, for being a hero, even though you don't want to be called one. For all this and more, DAV thanks you. And we're here to help you. Expert DAV advisors will make sure you get the health, disability, and financial benefits you were promised and earned. If you're a veteran, visit DAV.org for free help. And again, thank you. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. The United States Department of State recently held the first ever Ministerial to Advance Religious Freedom. It was an historic event, elevating the defense of religious liberty to the top rank of U.S. priorities around the world. Sam Brownback, U.S. Ambassador at Large for International Religious Freedom, opened the event with very important words. The ambassador defined religious liberty as a right given by God and a beautiful part of our human dignity. Words matter. Ambassador Brownback did not claim that religious liberty is a right given by the United States, the United Nations, or any earthly body. Governments are responsible for respecting and protecting God-given rights. And religious freedom, Ambassador Brownback said, is a beautiful part of our human dignity. We can only pray that the ambassador's words will ring powerfully in international ears. I'm Albert Moeller. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. There's always a moment of truth where I say, look, it's either put up or shut up. And it was time to put up. I had crossed that thin line. It was 100 plus degrees. We were hot. We were on fire. We were yelling our hearts out. You could feel the intensity rising. Even in our tiredness, even in our weakness, even in our pain, we continued to push. I told myself, you can suck up the pain for another mile and a half, and you will be a Marine. Not many people believe that I could do it. I don't know where I got the energy from. I don't know where the pain went to. But all I know is that I had what it took. I am a United States Marine. DFC Darrell Willis serves his country as a Marine. Will you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few, the proud, the Marines. All about that demon automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels and result of the dream of Henry Ford. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and if you'd like to join us on our car show, Under the Hood, 602-508-0960, Let me finish up with Bill. Bill, I've done some math behind the scenes, and I prefer to look at it from a point of, is if you have to put a $5,000 transmission in that, then if that transmission, I don't, have you put a transmission in it yet? No, I've never had a major issue with the truck. Okay, you're way past due on the transmission. So if you had to put 5000 in it, that would cover the sales tax on your new truck. So you, that's a non-recoverable dollar, and so that trades. Now, when we do an engine, the engines, the beginning of the end of the engine is when it starts leaking oil because of internal pressure or it starts consuming oil where you're laying down a blue smoke screen. It, it'll also idle rough, and no one can fix it because one of the spark plugs is fouled with oil. 
That creates the internal pressure. That creates the oil consumption. That's the beginning of the end. Until you have any of those symptoms, you're home free. That motor can go 400,000 miles as long as you don't run it low on oil and you don't overheat it. Those are the two main reasons my shop replaces engines. I don't care what kind of car you got. 95% of the engines that come in that are toast have been run low on oil, have been overheated severely. And it's, in my opinion, it's kind of that idea that it's Friday afternoon or it's Wednesday afternoon, I'm on my way to work or I'm on my way home. And the car starts getting needles tickling the red, but I'm only three or four miles from home and I know I can make it. That's that's the one right there that we hear all the time. So it's up to you, but I think that if you were to put, heck, $100 a month in the bank, I think that would cover all your maintenance from this point forward, guaranteed if you put $200 a month in the bank. So there's lots of possibilities, but I think I was thinking to myself, $200 a month would be $2,500 a year. That would be a half of a transmission. That would be a water pump. That would be all, I mean, individually now that'd be all the belts all the hoses a major tune-up maybe some um, oil leaking some rear main seals some gaskets um, all that kind of stuff i just think with the exception of the big ones now air conditioning is another big one air conditioning can be twelve hundred fifteen hundred eighteen hundred dollars but on a quarter of a million mile truck if the air conditioning compressor goes bad we might find the evaporator plugged or the condenser plugged, or we might find significant leaks throughout the hoses. So we may need to do some more work to give you another 200,000 miles. So it's not likely that the refrigeration hoses on the low side and the high side on your air conditioning of your truck are going to last a half a million miles. So those are the kinds of things. But on the other hand, if you want to treat yourself to a new truck, and if you want to keep the truck, then or if you, if you don't have a, a love for the truck and you have the wherewithal to buy another truck, then go ahead. You also said that was a 6.6, right? No, 5.3. 5.3, okay. The only thing on a 5.3 is is every once in a while we'll run across some bad camshafts, and then it'll it'll manifest to a miss, and then the miss will, the diagnosis will show that we wore a cam, loop, a cam a lobe off of it. But I don't think your 2,000 is in the category I speak of. I think you're seven, eight, nine, and maybe ten years away from the five threes that we're seeing that in. And I think after a quarter million miles, if we had a camshaft that was going to go bad, it would have gone bad by now. So those are my thoughts. I, I I know that buying a truck is kind of special and it's a lot of fun. And if that's what you want to do, I would be the last person to say no. Of course, you need to square it with your wife. and She may have more of a vote than I do. All righty. Well, I appreciate it. Wife is not a problem. And... Uh... I appreciate your advice, and when something major goes, I'll come see you. For the time being, I'll just sort of keep driving it and maintaining it. Okay. Well, good luck to you. Thank you very much, Bill. Thank you. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Not too long ago, somebody uh, sent me an email, and they said, you know, nobody can fix my air conditioning. And so I said, okay, well, give me your phone number because I want to call you. And when I call you, I'm calling from a blocked line for obvious reasons. So I called the gentleman up, and we talked about his air conditioning. And he says, you know, they've put two compressors on it, and they've done this, and they've done that. And I said, okay, well, I want to talk more about the symptoms. And here's what what the end result was, was this. This was never a cold air issue. This was a volume of air issue. There was times when the air conditioning just quit working. And after digging into his head bone... 
he said, oh, well, you can kind of put your hand up to the vent and the air is cold, but there's, you know, it won't blow out a match. Well, this is a blower motor problem. The blower motor's going away. Well, does it happen in first, second, third, and fourth um, speed of the fan? Yes, it does on all four. Okay, first, second, and third is tied directly to a resistor. So if you lose one, two, or three, then you replace the blower motor resistor. But in fourth gear, the high speed, the maximum setting, that fourth gear is just direct battery to the blower motor. So we're not going to reduce the speed and the RPM. So he says that there's he loses it in all four. He said, I can be in four and lose it, and one and lose it, two and lose it, three and lose it. So he has a blower motor issue, and, and we've already spent thousands of dollars in both initial customer pay as well as warranty uh, paperwork because we just had a disconnect in the communication. It's always blown cold air. It's It quits blowing cold air out of the vents, and nobody's been able to get that out of him, at least up to this point. And I'm not the soothsayer of car repair. I just understand that the give and take at the front counter is very important for my guys to be able to fix your car correctly. I would be thoroughly embarrassed if um, we diagnosed it as an air conditioning compressor and you said that didn't fix it and we put another compressor in it and you said that didn't fix it. I would certainly be really, really mad and my panties would be wadded up kind of tight um, if if nobody asks you to take a ride with you for you to show it to them and talk to you about the volume of air and the temperature of the air because an air conditioning compressor causes the air volume is the same but it goes from very nice cold to very hot and that could be low freon that could be a whole lot of things other than a compressor 602-508-0960 you're welcome to call this is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. The United States Department of State recently held the first ever Ministerial to Advance Religious Freedom. It was an historic event, elevating the defense of religious liberty to the top rank of U.S. priorities around the world. Sam Brownback, U.S. Ambassador at Large for International Religious Freedom, opened the event with very important words. The ambassador defined religious liberty as a right given by God and a beautiful part of our human dignity. Words matter. Ambassador Brownback did not claim that religious liberty is a right given by the United States, the United Nations, or any earthly body. Governments are responsible for respecting and protecting God-given rights. And religious freedom, Ambassador Brownback said, is a beautiful part of our human dignity. We can only pray that the ambassador's words will ring powerfully in international ears. I'm Albert Moeller. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave2037, so he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. Something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting Steve2037? I guess I was thinking Steve2037 would just fend for himself. Well, all right. But don't expect to be borrowing my anti-gravity boots. You want to have money in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Hey, let's just hope Steve2037 doesn't get his hands on a cold time machine because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Today we decided to walk to school. 
At the corner, we waited to cross the street. The stoplight counted down. 15, 14, 31, I mean 13. We took a left on Carroll Garden Street. Loud music was coming from a car. Danny's a smart kid, but he gets so distracted. There were so many other sounds, I didn't know what to focus on. Danny, Earth to Danny. Suddenly he realized he forgot his homework again. I left my homework on the table. At the, the school, school steps, steps we hug goodbye. goodbye. I, I really, really hope he doesn't have another, another bad day at school today. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free online resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Get personalized recommendations, practical tips, daily access to experts, and more. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council. Bulletin, bulletin, bulletin. There is an oil additive. It doesn't cost much. It's probably 20 or $30. It comes in a syringe. You squirt it into your engine oil, and listen to this. This is amazing. It actively fills in worn spots inside of your engine where two pieces of metal rub together, and as they wear, this stuff knows where to go. It knows to where to go to fill in those worn spots to make them flat instead of a little bit concave. It's like applying a finish to a wood table. It fills in the chips and the scratches. The magic is is how it only fills in spot where friction is hired, where highest. Never worry about clogging up oil filters, ports, or lifters. It was developed by a grant from NASA, the United States National Science Foundation, and the United States Department of Energy. It was it was them guys, and it reduces friction by more than ten percent over your oil alone, which means that Mobil and Shell and Phillips 66 and Chevron, all the big dogs, they can't figure this out. It increases fuel economy by 6 to 8%. It reduces engine noise by in the first 15 minutes of driving. And it'll fill up, fill up worn material up to 40 microns or 16 thousandths of an inch. That's about five or six hairs stacked on one top of one another. So I'm telling you what, if this isn't the neatest thing in the world, sign up right here, get our scientific reports, use it, and, and it's easier to, to install that than replacing your razor blades. Just take your oil cap off, squirt this stuff in there, and you're home free. I'm telling you, this kind of stuff, and the only thing I don't see here is, is I wish I could see what the price is because that would be a whole lot more fun. But, of course, you can imagine, that, oh, it's $109 for 9 ounces. $109. And 151 reviews, people gave it a 4.5 star rating. So, if you want to be a fool like the rest of those people or the family of the company that owns it for all those perfect reviews, then go ahead and spend $109, and you might as well just take that money and pour it down the drain, because nothing's going to fill the worn spots in your engine, I promise you that. Bill, good morning to you. What's on your mind? Hey, good Mark. I just got in on the tail end of your refrigeration uh, last call. Uh, I had a similar problem with what I heard. His motor wouldn't go in high uh, on number four. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, mine suddenly did that. I'm doing fine on the other one, two, three, four just quit on me. But I blow cold air all the time, 
fact that it'll run your butt out of the cab. But I just come back off of a road trip, and I forgot from the last road trip, every time I get out there, I go for like an hour, and all of a sudden the, the air is less, 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 and less, and down to damn near nothing. And when I stop, it thaws out. Something's freezing up, and it thaws out, and I'm back to square one. Now, okay. someone told me oh, that... Oh, uh, 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 no, 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 no. I don't care what somebody told you. It's time for me <laughs> to ask questions. Okay. All right. So you're driving down the road, and you say that before the first negative thing happens, what speed are you in on your blower? One, two, three, or four? It makes no difference. Okay. So the blower slow. Now, it does make a difference to me. So if you're on the highway, are you on one or two by chance? Well, I, I do have to go down because it gets so cold. My wife raises crap because it's so cold. Okay, it then it is. really well. Okay, then but it I, is freezing up the evaporator. It yeah, is. I tried it on purpose this time just to see if I could keep it from freezing up if I started out on one or two, but it didn't work. Okay. It still freezes up. Well, if it freezes up, then when you park it and go into the uh, restaurant that you're going to go have lunch at, as you come back out, there'll be a big spot of water underneath your truck right. because the ice melts. So, exactly. Um, I, so, uh, you know, you got two choices. You keep it up on three or four and and have your wife roll down her window until she's comfortable. That's plan A. Plan B, <laughs> right, she rides in the back of the truck. And plan C is you get a new wife. So those are the three <laughs> options you have because I can't fix. And you have a problem that all the rest of us have too. And so my wife is just like your wife. She doesn't like the temperature I pick. And don't never you right. never right. <laughs> and don't you tell her about <laughs> Mark saying A, B, and C. Yeah, their thermostat is completely different than mine. <laughs> yeah. but, but anyway, Mark, someone told me that I had a leak in my low-pressure uh, side, and that's what's caused it to freeze up. Is okay. that possible? No. No, think about it. We're making ice with your air conditioning unit. Right. If it's freezing up and the volume drops down and you can't control the volume by raising the fan speed any, and you get the big puddle of water when you go inside the grocery store or whatever and you come back out... We're making ice. So this person's suggesting that the low side, well, actually, when you're low on Freon or leak, you have a, if you have a leak, it's, it's going to affect the high and the low side. So it, there is no such thing as a low side leak. There could be a leak in the oh. low side, but it's going to affect the high side too. But if that's the case, then through attrition, the Freon level will go lower and lower and lower, and then the low pressure switch, when it sees a, a, a pressure it doesn't like, and it shuts off the air conditioning compressor because it wasn't, doesn't want to damage the compressor. And so at that particular point, you go from whatever you were lukewarm to just real hot and you haven't said a word about that you have oh, never no, said a word about that it quit blowing cold and well it, it does well it's not it's really not cold because when it's blowing so low there's no it's it's not cold okay it, it's, it's barely moving you get, i don't know if it'd blow a match out i just uh Okay. Well, that's the volume of air. We're not. It's still whatever air comes out of the vents when it's got a volume of what we call a whisper. It's still cold air. It's just not a volume of cold air. It's like the fan speed is on zero or point one, and the fan speed's coasting along. But if you have a leak, then how are you building ice every time you get in the truck? Well, that was my question, Margaret. Okay. It doesn't happen. But my, my, but my four did quit. My high did quit on me. Okay. It now, is this, a, is this a Ford we're talking about? 
Oh, hell no. I wouldn't okay. even want to work. All right, well, don't GMC get me in trouble. <laughs> don't get me in trouble, buddy. It's an uh, O2 GMC diesel 6.6. Okay. All right, Here, here's the deal. Most of the time, that when the blower motor goes bad, it starts drawing heavy amps, and it goes straight to the switch. And on the other side of the switch is battery power. The switch goes to high, and it sends 12 volts straight to the blower motor. When the blower motor goes bad, it takes the switch out because the electricity, the excessive electricity amperage it's drawing from the fuse panel goes through the switch. So I'll bet if you play with that switch kind of hard and you wiggle it left and right and up and down, I'll bet you can get high to work every once oh. in a while. So well, if, in, if, in fact, it, I'm right, then you need to replace the blower switch and the fan motor, and you're back in tall cotton. Okay. Hey, also, is it unusual? And i got 321,000 miles on my truck, and I'm still on the original brakes. Is, it, is this unusual? Yeah, yeah. It tells me that you, uh, you probably travel. Um, you're certainly not delivering newspapers in the morning. Oh, I pull and, trailers all the time. Okay. I, I do. I got a lot of trailers and stuff. And, all right. Do you have an exhaust brake on it? Well, just the one when you're coming downhill. Okay. And are you downshifting I, when you're pulling your trailers to come to a stop? No, no. Okay. I just—I used to be a truck driver, but I time my life. But I, I've had people actually tell me I'm lying. So, okay. I, I don't. I just thought maybe you knew that. They did get that. I don't know what kind of brakes you put on it, but must well, be some real good ones. Uh, well, I don't. I think it has a three hundred, three hundred plus thousand miles. It has more to do with your right foot than it has anything to do with anything else. So either you're not going real fast, you're not braking real hard, you're downshifting a lot, you're and that you're using that six six. It's got an exhaust brake, um, or or whatever. I, I can't explain it, but you might hold the world record in my world with 300,000 mile plus, but I, on my Dodge, I'm 88,000 miles, and I have insignificant wear. So uh, I don't think I'm going to do more than 150 if I hit 150 on my one-ton Dodge, but I do use the Jake, well, the exhaust brake a lot. So well, And I'm on the highway a lot, and I'm hauling trailers a lot like you are, horses and tractors and excavators and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, so, but anyway, um, good luck, and, and I'm not going to say that you're, uh, you're BSing me or you're lying at 300,000 plus because I think that's possible, and it just has everything to do with who's driving. Your wife would have never got that. I guarantee it's possible. I'd, I've done it. So I'm, okay. You know, All righty. Well, Bill, thank you very much for well, calling. Thank you very much. Bye. All righty. You betcha. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. I want to tell you about a really good auto repair shop up in the Sun City area. Automotive Dynamics is the Sun City's largest and most trusted source for complete automotive service. Their family owned and operated since 1982. Chuck the father opened up in 1982. Now Derek the son runs the operation and keeps Chuck locked out of the place because he still has old ideas, according to Derek. I'm just teasing, of course. So they've been around a long time. They're on Grand Avenue, just west of 99th Avenue. And Derek says, and he tells me and other people, I don't pay my technicians a commission on parts or labor because I don't want them ever to sell you something that would butter their own bread. Now, there's most of us that don't do that. Most of us spiff the the technician because he did a good job. But that's an interesting concept, but it's a customer service contest 
con in it's in customer service context he's making sure the customers are not going to be taken advantage and they're not going to pad um, your bill because they make a commission or a percent of your bill so if you're in the sunset area and you're looking for a nice shop a good shop a great shop auto dynamics grand avenue just west of 99th avenue Oh boy, 602-508-0960. We have another hour after this. We're about four minutes away from taking a break. And if you'd like to join us, you can. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Real quick, not too long ago on an air conditioning question, which we have a lot of so far today. A customer called and said, they can't find the leak anywhere, so it has to be in the evaporator. And folks, the evaporator is behind the glove box. And it's the most difficult part of your air conditioning to access and replace. But it's also not visible to the naked eye. You have to figure out how to go in there and look around. And I told him that's a big mistake because I, the question really be, hey, Mark, in your shop, how many evaporators do you do a year? The answer's two. How many compressors do you do a year? The answer's 50. How many air conditioning lines do you do? More than 50. The issue is, is the evaporator's easy to blame because the technician can't find anywhere else where it's leaking. You're going to take a gamble that may cost you 500 to to $1,000 based on his inability to find the leak and based on him saying, it's not anywhere else, so it has to be the evaporator. I want to caution you against that. Just the odds are going to be against you when you make that decision. It's not likely you're going to win. Folks, there is ways to determine if the evaporator is leaking. There's ways you can get inside that sealed case. You can take the, the blower motor resistor out. You can drop a camera in there. You can go to the drain. You can stick a Q-tip up the drain and look for dye. There's lots of gray-haired guys that could go in there and look and see if it was the evaporator. That That doesn't extend that kind of significant experience doesn't extend to some of the younger guys. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is in Mesa. They've been on my list for probably more than 10 years. They've been in Mesa for probably more than 50 years. And Brian and Thelma are probably the third, maybe the fourth generations of Vivians and Thompsons that have been in car repair in the Mesa area. So since 1970, in one place, and that's on Main Street, just east of Stapley on the south side of the road. They have ASE certified technicians. That's important. Those guys have been trained and passed tests that say they're proficient in this particular aspect of your car. So light truck repair, maintenance services, no matter what you've got from oil changes to replacement of engines, uh, servicing your air conditioning unit, flushing your cooling system, all of that kind of stuff is available at Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing, Main Street, just east of Stapley. It's the only repair shop I can recommend in Mesa. I'm sure there's other good ones. But they've applied, and they've passed all my very stringent filters. And they've done a good job. And more than anything else, they're a place that when my mother was alive, she went to because they were closer than I was. So if you're interested in Mesa, then that's a great place. It's Thompson Auto Repair and Towing. 602-508-0960. If you want to climb on the phones and talk cars, you can. 602-508-0960. We'll be back talking about cars in probably about three and a half to four and a half minutes. One more time, 602-508-0960. My name is Mark Salem. I'm an ASC Master Tech, and I've been a Master Tech for almost 30 years. So uh, I've been there, and I've done that. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.